I'm Calla Cofield, and today we have an interactive edition of the Physics Buzz podcast. All you'll need to participate are a few pieces of paper, one note card, and a flat surface. Would you say that paper is weak or strong? A single sheet of paper is considered weak. A baby can tear it. But to tear a phone book in half, you need a full-grown adult with arms the size of my waist. Similarly, if you put too many groceries in a paper bag, they'll rip right through it. But if you crumple up pieces of newspaper, you can use them as cushioning for heavy or fragile objects when you're moving. So which is it? Is paper weak or strong? Well, let me introduce you to the idea that something can be strong in one direction and weak in another. Paper is a plane, a flat, two-dimensional surface. Okay, technically paper is three-dimensional, but go with me here. So paper is a plane, and the paper is weak out of that plane. Here's what I mean. Take a piece of paper and make sure it doesn't have any tears in it. Lay it flat on a table. The surface of the table, like the paper, is a plane. Now tear the piece of paper in half. Easy, yeah? You probably tore it down the middle by lifting part of it out of the table or out of the plane. But now let's try to tear it in the plane. Take a new piece of paper and lay it flat on the table again. Now try to tear it without lifting it off the table in any way. A little harder, isn't it? You can even pick up the paper and try to pull it apart. With your right hand, pinch the right top corner of the sheet of paper, and with your left hand, pinch the top left corner. Now pull in opposite directions. Trying to tear the paper in the plane is a little more difficult than tearing it down the middle. Engineers know that you can manipulate a plane and maximize an object's strength. That's why crumpled up pieces of paper are so much stronger than flat pieces of paper. In fact, last year, physicists at the University of Massachusetts Amherst began studying the strength of crumpled up paper balls. So how is it that a crumpled piece of paper, something that goes out of the plane, actually maximizes the paper's strength? Well, here's another test you can do at home. This is best done with a note card, but you can also use paper. First, make sure the note card has no tears or significant bends in it. Now lay the note card on the table and fold it into four equal sections, so you should have three equally spaced parallel folds. You want to make a little box, so you should have all the folds going in. Now stand it up so that you have a little three-dimensional box so that the edge of the note card is touching the table. Now that you've constructed this little note card box, try putting a small book on top of it. Amazingly, this little piece of paper that you can crush in your hand can actually support a book if you engineer it right. If you add more folds to the note card so that it wraps in on itself, you can see it gets stronger and stronger. So you can see how with the right engineering, paper can be quite strong. A crumpled up piece of paper has tens or hundreds or maybe even thousands of these little folds. Each one changes the direction of the plane. 
So no matter where you put pressure, you're putting pressure in the plane, and that's maximizing the strength that the paper has. It's like you have hundreds of tiny little buttresses supporting this entire structure. I mean, a crumpled ball of paper is 90% air, and yet you can put hundreds of pounds of pressure on it and not get it to flatten back down to the thickness of a folded piece of paper. So engineers know that bends and folds can change the structure of something and maximize its strength. And they know that there are lots of these tiny folds inside a ball of paper, and that's what's making it stand up. But physicists want to predict where the bends will appear and how one bend will influence the appearance of the next. So they want to simulate the crumpling of the paper and model that final ball so that they can actually mimic its strength. But that pushed their computers to the limit. This seemingly simple thing is actually very difficult to simulate. Because think about it. When you fold a piece of paper in half, you suddenly have two new surfaces, each with slightly different properties than the last. They're smaller, and they're attached to each other. As you crumple the piece of paper further and further, you're very quickly creating dozens and then hundreds of new surfaces that bend and fold differently because they're all slightly different. Each new fold requires new simulations, so the scale of this problem very quickly escalates. Now you could take a guess, just make up a simulation with a bunch of random folds, but it wouldn't look or behave like the real thing. You wouldn't really understand how a piece of paper goes from this flat, weak thing to a very strong, larger thing. You wouldn't have the ability to learn from that strength or even mimic it. So the next time you crumple up a ball of paper and shoot a free throw into the wastebasket, pause for a moment and admire the great feat of physics and engineering that you hold in your hand. Oh, and don't throw paper into the wastebasket. It's 2012. For goodness sake, recycle that. That's all for the Physics Buzz podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. As always, you can find more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at physicscentral.com. Tune in next week for more Physics Buzz.